0: I'm Nick Verzellini, and welcome to Pursuing the Dream. This program will focus on the careers of three WML alums and how they made it in the sports broadcasting industry. Marshall University provides many unique opportunities for its journalism students to cover 15 varsity sports and learn the skills necessary to have a successful career. These unique opportunities have helped many sports broadcasters perfect their craft while learning through experiences. If you've listened to a WML fm sports broadcast over the past 30 years, one may recognize these three names, Derek Scott, Alex Reed, and Dave Wilson. These three alums have all gone on to have successful careers in sports broadcasting. We'll begin today's program with Derek Scott's story. Scott is the current voice of the University of South Carolina men's basketball and baseball teams.
1: And hands to Bolden, Bolden against sales, spin move, pull up jumper from the right elbow. Yes, yes sir. First pitch, lined in the gap to right center field. That's in for extra bases. Scoring is Blair. They will wave Cortez home as well. It's a two-run double for Madison Stokes. Sestina gets it into quickly at midcourt. He'll drive right on Lawson. Now crosses him over, now drives again. Now steps back, mid-range jumper is up and good. 4.1 seconds left, we're tied up. Inbounds comes to Kusnar. Jermaine Brings it ahead to midcourt. Gets to the three-point line. Puts up the three. again. He baked it in! South Carolina upsets Kentucky. Jermaine Cousinard off the glass. And the Gamecocks have taken down Kentucky. Final score, 81-78. Oh, my.
0: Derek Scott knew from the time he was in high school that he wanted to get involved in sports broadcasting.
2: Pretty much when I figured out that my athletic skill set wasn't going to get me any further than it was, then I, I always loved it, loved radio play by play. And uh, that's why I ended up at Marshall. I was specifically looking for a program that was broadcast focused, worked out exactly the way I would have hoped for. And that's not something I take for granted, because I know a lot of college folks end up going in a completely different direction than you know what they studied.
0: Scott has many great memories from his time at WML, including being a part of the very first broadcast at Jones C. Edwards Stadium.
2: When I arrived freshman and sophomore years, we were at Fairfield Stadium. And getting into the new stadium and having the facilities we had to work with there was a huge step up, and obviously you felt like from an atmosphere standpoint it made Marshall a little bit more big time. And that was also when Jim Donnan had taken over as coach, and the program was starting to really uh, excel you you knew that it was headed in in a direction that was going to be much more competitive in the southern conference so i would say that event it was a game against new hampshire first game at the stadium that was definitely a highlight of mine but i'll be honest with you just you know the day-to-day involvement with Uh, meetings for the staff here, just the fun you had with guys that you did broadcast with.
0: Scott served as the station's sports director, and he believes that taught him a lot about working with and managing others. That was really challenging
2: because I always felt like I, I set the bar pretty high as far as what I expected out of me. It's volunteer, you know, and so... Everybody's got a different idea of what they want to put into it. And there were some of us that were here every waking moment we weren't in class. Then there were others that it was just something to do as part of their evolution as a, as a young person and trying to balance that out and not push people too hard, but yet reach the levels that I thought our broadcast should reach and consistently put the quality out there. That was challenging at times, and not being the bad guy, but not being everybody's buddy at the same time.
0: After his time at WML, Sky continued to work in Huntington for Kinder Communications, and worked on the Marshall Sports Network. My first jobs there were on
2: the AM, which was WRVC AM at that point in time, 930. And I was just the guy who was the board op for Cincinnati Reds broadcasts. And then on the FM station, uh, 93.7, which this goes back to when it was still an oldie signal before it was country, I would pick up a couple of weekend shifts. Not so much, they, they weren't putting me on the air as a DJ. I was the board op for a syndicated Saturday night show that was a national distribution, and then Sunday morning, Dick Clark, America's Top 40, I would have to run that show.
0: During his time at Kindred, Scott learned more about the business side of the industry and expanded his skill set as a broadcaster.
2: At Kindred, I was elevated to full-time status and became the news and sports director there. So I was doing news during morning drive, For the oldie station, and then eventually we got to the point that we had two FM signals and an AM signal. And I was doing news and sports there, and then in the morning drive, and then hosting a a local talk show. We were the first ones to create a local Huntington based talk show in in the market, and I did that in the nine o'clock hour. And then we had a transition later on where I shifted and got completely away from the news side of things and started doing four hours of local talk in the afternoon between three and seven and the first two hours were community-based current events politics and then the second two hours were sports they allowed me to start my own sports talk show scott on sports in huntington that was the first anyone was doing that and that was a ton of fun all that time i was also working on thundering her network in
0: 1998 scott left huntington for Athens, ohio to be the voice of the bobcats
2: I moved to Athens full-time and took a job in the athletics department there and was the play-by-play announcer, and that kind of what wrapped up my Huntington years and was in Athens for about a decade doing play-by-play for the Bobcats and working in athletics. Left there in 2007, moved to South Carolina, and I've been in Columbia since.
0: After several great years in Athens, Scott's wife was offered a job in compliance at the University of South Carolina. Scott elected to support his wife and left his job at Ohio.
2: Talked about you know, what kind of opportunity it would take for us to give up what we had at OU, which was really great professionally for both of us. The University of South Carolina approached her about taking over their compliance job, and she had attended Kentucky, just grew up as an SEC girl, and so that was a pretty big deal to get an opportunity to be in charge of a compliance department at an SEC school. So we decided she should take that job and I would be the trailing spouse. And so when I moved down there, I, I basically gave up my broadcast. Career for her career and moved there. Got stayed involved in college athletics, went to work on the sales side uh, for ISP sports. And because ISP was also the partner here at Marshall at the time and at Ohio, uh, they knew my work. And so I started picking up some broadcast work just as a freelancer and did that for a number of years working for the Gamecock Network doing some basketball and some baseball and even some sidelines on football when they needed someone to plug in and then eventually started doing their games on the SEC network on the digital stream.
0: While many questioned Scott's decision to give up his job, Scott believed enough in himself and it eventually worked out.
2: The belief in myself that when I stepped away from the job at Ohio that always thought things will work out and I had some people tell me I was crazy to give up that job without another play-by-play job but I believed in my wife and what she was accomplishing and following her dreams. Sometimes you just got to have confidence in yourself that you know you'll figure out a way t- to succeed even if you, you know, aren't going down the path that, you know, you
0: or others thought was the obvious. Choice. After a few years away from play-by-play, a job opened up as the voice of the Gamecocks men's basketball and baseball team. In his first season, South Carolina's men's basketball team would go on a Cinderella run to the final four an experience Scott says he will never forget.
2: That's a program that's not had a ton of success in basketball over the years. So to be a legitimate Cinderella program in a Final Four setting and be a guy who was in year one doing it, that was just crazy all the way around. I think most folks viewed it that way. Just At times you just kind of shake your head and laugh. But the ride to get there was thrilling. Uh, you know, first couple rounds of the tournament, you're just excited to be in it. Uh, then you win that first round and play Duke. Then you upset Duke, and suddenly, well, it can't get any better than this, right? Well, we're going to Madison Square Garden for the regionals. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, And then beat Baylor and beat Florida, and then suddenly you're being told, well, you know, go home and wash your clothes. We're going to Phoenix in a couple days for the Final
0: Four. It was just amazing. God advises students interested in sports broadcasting to get as much experience as possible. Take
2: any experience you can get in terms of broadcast experience. Don't limit yourself to saying, well, I'm a play-by-play guy. Because there are things you will learn along the way that will benefit you no matter what. I think back to my time here and what I learned about the equipment and being able to, you know, produce my own broadcasts and take care of engineering work on a very basic level. You know, being able to talk the language with them, uh, that's valuable. You will eventually get to a position where someone else is your engineer, but more often than not, you're probably going to be responsible for your own equipment and and having to take care of it and respect it and understand the value of it, that that matters. So I think every imaginable experience that you can touch from a broadcast standpoint will benefit
0: you if you want to be in play-by-play. While Scott took the more traditional broadcaster's route to success, 2007 graduate Alex Reed works as the voice of the Jacksonville Iceman despite not calling a single hockey game before taking his first job.
1: Puck being battle for, sent back around the boards. Now shot put it ahead. Maryfield they catch him in stride. Maryfield breaking in, backhander scores! Mike Merrifield! Brings it across, brace, cross-eye speed, one-time drive, rebound, scores! The captain, Mathieu Wah, top of the crease, buried home the rebound. And the Blades reclaim the lead and make it 2-1. to one. Jinx will get it again, fires a third chance, and that one. High off the glass behind Clermont. Rutherford with it. High slot now to Ratchuk. Swung back in front. Rutherford shot. Scores! Glove side high. Pass the sliding Clermont. And Rutherford makes it 4-1. to
0: WMUL might have prepared Alex Reed for pretty much everything he needed to know to get a job as a play-by-play broadcaster. But what it couldn't prepare him for is calling ice hockey. You
3: know, obviously Marshall doesn't have a, a hockey team. So what I did was during my spring break my christmas breaks um i would go back home i would always look at my hometown team the norfolk Admirals. i would look to see if they had any games and if they did you know i took one of the uh uh digital scopes that we had from the station and i went into the stands of the very last row found a spot kind of by myself started calling mock games let's say i did that for probably about 10 or 11 games and you know i just treated it like i was on the air get those reps i was able to get enough you know to
0: where i could put together a demo tape reed knew from the time he was young that he wanted to be a sports broadcaster and when he discovered marshall's program he knew it would be a great fit growing up it
3: was always something i intrigued me and never really knew if i could do it or not you know when i was a kid i would you know call like baseball games turn down the volume into a tape recorder And, and then obviously as you know i got older and started looking at what i wanted to do with my life i Started thinking, wow, this is certainly something that you know maybe maybe I could do. So, I uh, started looking at programs uh, that had you know good, good sports broadcasting programs. And I was already kind of familiar with Marshall because of some family ties and stuff like that to the area. And then I saw that they had a really good program, and, and I selected
0: Marshall. While at WMEL, Reed won the Associated Press award for the best sports broadcaster in the Virginias. Reed credits his time at WMEL for preparing him to be a professional sports broadcaster.
3: The station itself and getting the hands-on learning boosted my confidence in my ability and gave me a platform to work on becoming a better broadcaster. Without that and without the station and those opportunities, it certainly would have been a different outcome for me. I mean, it's the best way to learn is to actually do it. And WMUL certainly provides that. And then obviously the chance to maybe showcase your work and and compete in some of these uh, competitions.
0: After graduating from Marshall, Reed became the lead play-by-play man for the Lewiston Maniacs.
3: The guy hired me. He was in such a bind and he he just you know, he said, hey, I love I love what I hear. Let's get you up here. When I actually met him and got up there, he asked me how long I had worked for the Norfolk Admirals. And I said, I never worked for the Admirals. I, I I just did this. I recorded the games on a tape and blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, that's kind of a dirty trick. And I said, listen, Matt, I I, I wasn't trying to trick anyone. I never said I worked for him." I said, did you not read my resume? And he said, um, uh, no, I guess I didn't. He goes, so how many hockey games have you called on the radio? I said, none. And his eyes got real big. And I said, hey, wait a minute. Listen, I said, I've said i got plenty of experience on air calling other sports. I said, you like what you heard, right? And he said, yes. I said, okay, well, it's going to sound like that. And I said, and it's going to get better. And the more I do it. And uh, he said, okay. So then I did the first weekend of games. And you know, he said, okay, yeah, this is going to work just fine. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> I got kind of hired almost by mistake.
0: Reed has bounced around the ECHL causing him to work in many different cities, which Reed says is just a part of the job.
3: And especially that first job, you've got to be willing to go, you know, anywhere to honestly to get that first job and get that experience because it is tough to kind of pick and choose and just really just, you know, adjusting, you go to a new town, it's got that weird, but kind of exciting feeling that, that, you know, you're in a new place. There is a little bit of an adjustment for sure. And, you know, because there's obviously different management styles of the teams, you got to kind of gauge the personalities of the people you're going to be working with and, and working for. And you know whether that be the you know the management, the ownership, the coaches. There's just a little bit of just figuring out how to fit in and how to approach certain people.
0: Despite not having the ability to do hockey play-by-play at Marshall, Reed has always had an interest and passion for the sport.
3: The excitement, the game—it's so fast. You know, it's so unpredictable. Uh, the game of hockey has so many unknown, crazy bouts can change a game, and just the unknown about it. Uh, you know, I enjoy the fast-paced action. I enjoy calling it exciting and like i said you never know what'll happen some crazy things can happen a weird bounce uh, there's so many different elements and uh, it can be a very good atmosphere especially if you got a really good crowd on hand you can kind of feed off the energy there so enjoy being there at the rink and 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 at the arena being part of it and kind of giving your take uh, on what the game is you know when when you deliver it to the listeners so that's always uh kind of the cool thing and then of course the you know, the camaraderie that you get with the team and traveling with the team, you know, you get to know everybody, they get to know you, you know, it kind of becomes your second family uh, during that year when, when you're with these people for so long. So those are the things I, I really like about Colin Hockey.
0: At his current job, Reed is not just responsible for play-by-play, but he's also responsible for media relations and managing the team's website.
3: He's writing all the press releases, managing the team website. And, and you know, obviously, interviews that the, you know media requests to come in as far as interviews from, from the local media. You got to handle those, and then sometimes you got to be proactive and, and pitch them stories that you know so you can get that coverage um, in the area to help promote the team. Community relations is another thing that uh, you, you might have to do, um, and I have done um, that's basically just you know player visits out in the community, you know, reading to schools or or whatever, um, any community initiative. Um, that gets involved, and I've also had to do sales in some of the places I've worked. Ticket sales, you know, sponsorship, um, those types of things uh, are sometimes you know some of the responsibilities you'll see at, at this level. From there, it can be anything. You know, I'll help the equipment managers and trainers. You know, unload the bus and, and set up the room. Um, you know, when we get into town late at night, you know, we'll drop the guys off at the hotel and um, get them. You know, get them so they can get some rest, and then we'll go back just because there's only two of them.
0: Reed appreciates the mentorship he received from Dr. Bailey and how he helped him progress as a Bronch
3: I've had plenty of talks in, in Dr. Bailey's office. <laughs> Lengthy chats. definitely a good mentor for me, you know, and he gave me a lot of good advice, you know, kept me motivated, um, you know, maybe, maybe kind of gave me a little bit of a kick when uh, I needed it and I wasn't working as hard. So, you know, I, I'd say Dr. Bailey for sure was uh, instrumental in getting me going and, and moving forward and just little things with him always being conscious of what you're saying from a grammatical standpoint if you if you, if you messed up uh, grammatically he would you know correct you and you were always kind of on your toes but i always kind of appreciated that because you know you didn't really make those mistakes again so that'd be from that standpoint uh, you know i owe a lot to dr bailey
0: redevises students to take advantage of the unique opportunities in marshall and do whatever it takes to create opportunities for themselves to improve
3: do as much as you can uh, while you can't do you know, Take advantage of the opportunities that you have there at Marshall and at WMUL. Um, you know, it just, it, it's, it's one of those things that just, it, it's just so valuable. And um, you know, there's a lot of places that, you know, a lot of schools that have programs that don't allow their students to do that. So it, it's uh, everyone there is very fortunate. And I would say, you know, get as much reps as you can uh, practice as much as you can. Again, I, you know, even if you can't get on the air, you can take a tape recorder or take your phone, your iPhones and, you know, use the voice recorder and go find a spot and, and just have fun with it. And that is the main thing. You gotta have fun. You gotta you gotta enjoy it. You gotta love it because, you know, at my at this level when you have other responsibilities, you work a lot of hours. And and I think that's another thing too, in addition to calling games, become a good writer, learn how to write press releases and anything that you can involve yourself in to make yourself Uh, more more attractive to to, to employers is certainly recommended you know even if it's on camera work uh, video editing i mean the list goes on these are all things that i think everyone should be getting proficient in and a willingness maybe even to sell if that's part of it uh you know they don't really require it be your part of your your whole job but um you know if you can show that you can generate revenue uh for an employer and you're willing to do that that makes you um you know a lot more uh, attractive to an employer there as well so any of those types of things um, that, that, that can make you a well-rounded person, it's going to help you along the way.
0: While sports might be the main focus of Reed and Scott's career, 2006 alum Dave Wilson doesn't just do sports. Wilson has host a morning news talk program and anchored news broadcast while working as a play-by-play broadcaster for Morgantown High School. He also works on the Thundering Herd Learfield IMG Sports Network.
4: Al will slow it down to tad as he brings the ball up the far side of the court. He pulls up. Long three. Swish third and four for the Mohegans at the Parkersburg 35 snap to Rice he'll fake the handoff he keeps the ball straight up the middle Rice has the first down Rice breaks away at the 25 inside the 20 the 10 and shoved out of bounds at the five-yard line it'll be first and goal for the Mohegans after the 30-yard gain by the sophomore quarterback Cam Rice the 2-0 pitch Kelly hits it into right field Wiseman giving chase into the corner. Wiseman won't get there. It lands in fair territory in the corner. Pops over the wall. A ground rule double will score two and give West Virginia a 5-4 lead. Christian Kelly got the thigh-high fastball. He drove it into the right field corner. A ground rule double scores two. And the Black Bears retake the lead 5-4.
0: Wilson realized he wanted to get involved in sports broadcasting while working in the journalism program in high school.
4: My
5: parents will tell you tell when I was middle school aged uh, that I was going to work in radio or something like that because back in the day you had to take your CDs and dub them over onto cassette tapes so you could play them in the car. I would do that, but I would also host a radio show and be a DJ and, and do all the production. So my parents kind of thought, I might head in that direction and it was somewhere in high school where I realized I wanted to be involved in sports professionally I knew I wasn't good enough to go try to play them and I thought maybe I could make a career out of broadcasting them and uh, wanted to give that a shot and then I got involved with the journalism program in high school and that it, it kind of started me down that path.
0: Wilson says winning awards at WMUL gave him more confidence he could do play-by-play professionally.
5: When you win, uh, you know, an Associated Press Award and you win that over commercial stations and guys who are doing this for a living, it kind of validates that you can do this. There's always that in the back of your mind. You go, well, and, and employers see that too. Okay, well, you did that at a college station. You know, they may not know the history of where you work or the quality of the station you're working for. They go, okay, you did that at a college station. But if you present and go, hey, I, you know, we won Outstanding Sports or we won Outstanding Sports Talk Show. And they look at that and they say, oh, well, that's an Associated Press award. You you beat commercial stations. You were doing this for a living. It helps demonstrate that you can actually do this beyond just, you know, messing around at a college radio station.
0: After graduating from Marshall, Wilson said he applied all over the country, but eventually found a job working as a news anchor in Winchester, Virginia. After three years in Winchester, Wilson got a job at Metro News in Morgantown, West Virginia. Wilson currently does play-by-play for Morgantown High, and state basketball tournaments for Metro News?
5: High school sports is a challenge. Uh, I always say if you can do high school sports, if you can do play-by-play and, and do it well, you can. everything above that's a breeze um, because you've got to go talk to the coaches. You've got to go talk to the players. You've got to really work it to get information you can use in the broadcast. Whereas, you know, you don't get a stack of game notes. You don't get to uh, call the SID up and go, hey, you know, is there anything interesting about this guy? You, you've got to go find that. And and being able to, to talk to the guys and just being involved in the process and kind of getting welcomed into and being part of their team, uh, I think is kind of cool when you don't get that at, at higher levels.
0: For the Thundering Herd Sports Network, Wilson occasionally fills in for the voice of the herd, Steve Cotton when he's unavailable?
5: First of all, Steve's gracious enough to allow me to take over. I mean, some of these games he could have probably got from point A to point B if he really wanted to. Uh, but first of all, he's, he's been gracious enough to, to give me those opportunities and let me have them. But also, he's, he's a true professional. Uh, he's done some critiques for me, uh, both solicited and unsolicited. I, I can bounce advice off of him. He's really been a, a great guy to, to ask for advice, to have you know, listen to my tape. Well, this is good, that's good. You didn't give time and score here. You know, maybe you can describe it better this way. He, he's really been a tremendous help and a great guy because your mother can tell you you sound great, you do good, you know, and you go, okay, thanks, mom. But if if Cotton compliments you or he gives you some advice, that that carries some weight, and uh, he, he's been tremendously helpful uh, working with him the last several years.
0: Outside of sports, Wilson hosts a local news talk show. That wasn't what Wilson originally expected to be doing with his career, but it's worked out well.:
5: I never dreamed that's actually what I'd be doing. I was, you know I was going to be Al Michaels, I was going to be Marty Brenneman. I was going to be one of those guys. But uh, the path is just through a series of kind of crazy events, uh, kind of led itself to you know, becoming a, a news talk show host on a day-to-day basis. And they needed somebody to fill in. And I was here, I was convenient. He said, well, just go ahead and do it. And I became kind of Jim's fill-in for when he was out. Doing news talk or doing any kind of a talk show is kind of like doing play-by-play every day. You have to prepare. You have to know your stuff. You, instead of game notes, you, you have you know notes on on the topic of the day, trying to make that interesting, trying to make, take a, a difficult topic to understand and present that in a way the listeners get it and trying to do it in a way that they don't change the channel on you. I found out I really enjoyed that challenge versus, you know, trying to track down police reports and, oh, there's a quilting bee this week at the Rotary Club. Those stories didn't interest me, but this job really did.
0: During Wilson's sophomore year at Marshall, he received an extra push from Dr. Bailey that helped him focus and reach new levels in broadcasting.
5: I was doing the sportscasting class, and we had, what did we call it, a final review and I've never been so mad at my well, this is top five moment, mad, angry moments in my life. And we did a demo reel, and you know, you put a resume together, and then he brings you in and kind of puts you through a job interview, or at least that's what I thought. I was the last one to go. I sat in that classroom in there for, I think, two hours waiting for my turn. last one to go. I get my chance, and I think he's going to tell me how great I've done, and you know, I'm on the career path to ESPN or something like that he looks at me from behind that desk and he kind of gives me that look. Dave Wilson, go home. Go back to St. Mary's. Well, that was easy. And then he finished his statement, and don't come back. Don't quit wasting your parents' money. Go home and be the voice of St. Mary's High School. Quit wasting money. Don't come back. And I mean, I was furious. <laughs> okay, But his point was, I'd been messing around for a year and a half, two years. and And his point was, you can do this, but you have got to apply yourself. You've got to work at it. You have got to do these things, and you're not doing them. So quit wasting your parents' money and don't come back. Well, I came back. I'm a little bit stubborn that way, and but I heeded the warning this time. Looking back, I still don't know if I got everything out of it I could have, but something worked because I'm, I'm doing okay for myself now, but but that day when he told me to leave and not come back was probably the best thing anybody
0: could have told me at that time. Wilson believes the things he learned at WMEL helped transition him to a professional career.
5: I could not be doing what I'm doing now without what I did uh, down at WML. There's no doubt in my mind. Because I got an opportunity to do a little bit of everything. And you get an opportunity to do more than just see somebody else do it or Uh, there's only so much you can learn by by reading a book or reading about how other people do it. We got an opportunity to do it. We got an opportunity to do real play-by-play on the air. We got an opportunity to host sports talk shows. We got an opportunity to do news packages, anchor the news, and actually have a demo reel when we graduated versus I've seen other applicants for internships and for jobs here that they can't even put together a demo reel. Well, they don't know how because they didn't have these opportunities that I had. Without the opportunities I had there, without the little bit of news experience I got from doing the uh, the, the 5 p.m. newscasts, I don't get that first job. And without that, I don't get this job, and I'm probably coaching JV football somewhere, honestly, uh, without that. So I don't get where I am today without the experiences that I had. Uh, which were great and sometimes annoyingly frustrating all, all at the same time uh, when I was down at Marshall and, and, and volunteering at MUL.
0: Wilson advises students to get involved in as many different parts of the station as possible because you never know when the experience may help in the future.
5: When I was at Marshall, I was a sports guy, right? Uh, and the only reason I went to a news meeting and, and signed up to do a, you know, Anchor the 5 p.m. News was because the news director at the time, Melanie Chapman, brought donuts. The, honest to God, that's the only reason I went to that meeting. And if I don't anchor the news, I don't have that on my demo reel. I don't get that first job. And I don't know what I'd be doing today. I don't know if I would have and done minor league baseball and washed out or made a career. I don't know where I'd be, but I know I wouldn't have got that first job. In today's industry, you cannot be a one trick pony. You can't pigeonhole yourself and say, I'm I'm a play by play man. You've got to be able to do play-by-play. You've got to be able to anchor. You better be able to do sports and news. You better be able to write well. Multimedia is more important now than ever because everybody can do even very simple video. Everybody can take very simple pictures. You better be able to do a little bit of everything.
0: That'll do it for Pursuing the Dream. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Derek Scott, Alex Reed, and Dave Wilson. Also thanks to Learfield IMG Network, GameCock Sports Network, the Jacksonville Iceman Broadcast Network, and West Virginia Metro News for providing highlights. For FM eighty-eight sports, I'm Nick Mussolini.